What have you been doing to prepare for Halloween? So, oh, wait, do you want a sad story or a happy story? Both. So we unpacked our fall box of decorations. because I, I already know where this is going. I love to decorate. And at the top was Junie B's oh, bee I knew that's what it was. And I didn't want it. Like, uh, it was like Gwyneth Paltrow's head. Like you knew it was in a box. So we took it out of the box. And then without Jordan looking, I threw it away. Because Jordan is actually deeply sad. I'm deeply sad about Halloween. Because I was the one who always dressed her up and brought her to work. Um, but then we were walking through Target. Um, to buy Hocus Pocus, as mm-hmm. one does. Yep. And it, tis the season. <laughs> tis the season. And we walked by the dog costume section, and Jordan was like, goo goo. Like, <laughs> used to call it. it's just sad. It is sad. Oh, it's awful. Uh, it's Ugh. just awful. So, to balance all of that, uh, we always like to watch scary movies during the month of Halloween. Mm-hmm. And this year, so far, we have watched one every night. That's... I mean, it's only the fifth, but... That's true. <laughs> We're recording very early this month. Yeah. Um, um, but still... Yeah. I mean, five scary movies... Yeah. It's impressive. It is impressive. And so we're learning, obviously, many scary movies are not great. Yes, true. Um, but we went to the theater, like, two weeks ago and saw It. Mm-hmm. Um, saw that on Instagram, yeah. Yep. Took my cousin to see her first already movie. Uh, it was terrifying in that it was visually terrifying. Right. And I'm a very visual person, mm-hmm. so I have to close my eyes in a lot of things. Or they will stick, those images will stick with me. I get it. Uh, but we have watched Hocus Pocus. Good. Children of the Corn. Okay. <laughs> the little kid from Children of the Corn, I had to look up if he was a little person or a child because he has this deep gravelly voice, right. so I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. But he's a, he was a child, and he also played Cousin It in the Addams Family. Interesting. Yeah, you're welcome. I did not know that. Fun fact. Uh, then we watched The Boy. Yes. Chris. That's such a bizarre movie. And then it's such a weird movie. He's like this doll. Mm-hmm. And it's partly funny because right. like they're carrying around this doll. Right. Okay, but then like I don't want to spoil it like, for it anyone. Takes but a turn, it takes a turn. But then it takes another turn. Yes. <laughs> and like when it took the first turn, I was like, oh man. And then when it took the second turn, I was like, Wait. Right, what? What? Yeah, like, oh, I have thoughts. Um, so, yeah, we watched that. We save, like, the traditional, like, Halloween. We save that for, like, right Halloween night. Yeah, we save those. Also, Netflix doesn't have a lot of these. They really so don't. So tell me where I'm supposed to be watching these scary movies. I know that there is a horror streaming service oh. that, like, I don't... I'm scared to let that in my home. <laughs> I don't want... How about the one time I saw Rosemary's Baby? I showed it to Ashley and Caroline. Ashley, who works here now. Um... And Caroline loved it. Ashley and I were, like, cowering. Jordan was out of town, so, like, they spent the night with me, and we all were in my queen-size bed. And we're watching it, and it's late at night, and it... I just don't realize how awful it is, yeah. and Satan-y uh-huh. it is. And so, I punched... Like, that movie ended, I took it out of the DVD player, and I was like, come on, girls. And, like, we went and threw it in the dump. Like, I was not all of that in my house overnight. Like, I guess that's the evangelical remaining. Remainder. <laughs> because I was like, get this evil out of my home. <laughs> And that's a very good movie. Jordan loves The Exorcist. The Exorcist is very good. It is good. Yeah. It holds up. Yeah. Children of the Corn. Not, not so, so much. much. 
welcome to episode 141 of From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations on books, small business, and life in the South. My name is Chris Jensen, and I almost forgot what I was supposed to say. And I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. We've got another ad coming at you. We do. So, Fontaine Mori is a branding and design firm with offices in Thomasville and Tallahassee, and... The company is owned by Hale McCullum, and her team includes Lizzie Jones and Carson House. Here's what I love about Fontaine Mori. Mm-hmm. Before I knew who Fontaine Mori was, I saw the Bird Legs bicycle uh-huh. logo in Tallahassee. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I love that logo. Turns out they do that. Awesome. I love Sweetgrass Dairies branding. They do that. Also very good. Love Fuzzy Goats branding. They do that. Also very good. But I didn't know that. Uh-huh. And so that's what I love about them, because those are all different. Those are different, but like, and like, I'm not making this up, like you have, this is unscripted. This you is You just told me those things. <laughs> and like, those are all three brands that I really like. Yeah. And they do, um, the Blackberry Patch, I believe, like the, um, I don't know if you've seen, like the jam and stuff made out of Thomasville. Uh-huh. My point is, all the branding looks really different, like each one is specific to that it's company. Unique. But it's all aesthetically pleasing and Very beautiful. Good. It's so good. Uh, so Fontaine Mori uh, develops kind of a fa- painful, even fun process for small businesses like mine. And that's another thing that I really like is they specifically want to work with small businesses. Hale was a speaker at my recent She Creates Business mm-hmm. conference I attended. And she spoke about website design. And I was just furiously taking notes because listening to her, I just feel like she has so much wisdom to share, and she has years of experience Uh to back it up. Um, So I took notes. Many of you might have noticed I changed, I updated the bookshelf website Mm -hmm. recently based on Hale's kind of suggestions. So I love what they're doing at Fontaine Mori, and if you are a small business owner like me, it might be something worth checking out, especially if you're local. But they also have done a lot of stuff for St. Simon's Island, and they even did the branding for Jekyll Island, the island. Oh, yeah, like, wow, the yeah, whole island. The whole thing. So I kind of want them to do Thomasville's branding. That would be cool. That's unscripted. That's me just requesting that yeah, I... We're just, we're just spitballing here. Yeah, I wish they would do Thomasville's branding. So they do a really great job. So if you are interested in branding for your small business or for your community, you can check out fontainemori.com. Mm-hmm. That's F-O-N-T-A-I-N-E, Mori, M-A-U-R-Y.com. Chris will have links in the show notes. Yep. You can also check them out on social media at Fontaine Mori. I really like their work. Yeah. You know what else I really like, though, occasionally, is a good audiobook. Okay. Oh, I am on record, I think, on this podcast for saying that I was not an audiobook listener. And yeah. that has changed this year. And I I don't listen very often. No. I think both of us are podcast fans. Yeah. Both of us, when we're in the car, are probably listening to podcasts. Yes. Um, however... I really do get the appeal of the audiobook. Yeah. Look, as somebody who's trying to, for whatever dumb, inane reason, read 100 books in a, in a year, <laughs> uh, which I regret every day that I wake up, um, audiobooks, I can see how people are able to read more. Yeah. Um, you have a commute. My commute is approximately, what, two minutes? Three, five four, minutes. yeah. Uh, so soon I think it'll be cooler and I'll be walking to work mm-hmm. and I think I'll listen to more yeah. audiobooks that way. But right now I feel like I'm just listening in like five minute increments. Right. And I feel like a lot of people listen when they walk. Yes. I hate yeah. listening to things when I walk. Yeah. I can't do it. I want to be totally unplugged when I'm walking. Good for you. Like I, and, and like, it's not like a conscious choice of like, Oh yes, I don't want to be distracted from the world while right. walking. I just, just don't like it. Yeah. Um, but I see kids 
on campus all the time, like, anytime they walk anywhere, they have to put their headphones in, and, like, I wonder what they listen to. Uh, Are they listening to podcasts? Are they listening to music? Are they listening to, like, a crisp David Sedaris... (laughs) Audiobook? Audiobook. The Um, dulcet tones of David Sedaris. I wish. I will tell you that when I walk, except... When I'm into an audiobook, I prefer walking to music because I feel like I'm in a movie. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> I feel like, ah, oh, I'm the star of my very own show. Let's listen to something peppy and fun. <laughs> and uh, But when I'm driving, I do like to listen to audiobooks. Here, I do have a podcast, I mean, an audiobook dilemma for yeah. you. And I wonder if this is just me. Mm-hmm. I find it way easier to stop listening to audiobooks than I do to stop reading a book. Yeah, and we've talked before about how it's not difficult for me to put down a book. That's um, right. So like, you, yeah. I'll, I'll give up 30 pages in and I don't care. Yeah. I might get halfway through God, a book I and I, I don't care. I wish I had that freedom. Um, it's a curse because there's so many books that I've half finished then that I'll probably never finish yeah. because now I have to go back and start over. Because now like, you forget. Mm-hmm. Somebody emailed me after one of our episodes where we talked about, do I put this book down? Mm-hmm. Or, or maybe it was, maybe it was an Instagram story I posted. Something. Somebody wrote me back and said, Oh, I have a journal, and in my journal, I say where I left off. I remember that. I and think I thought we that was good advice. Even. Yeah. I think that's great advice. I mean, I, I probably have bookmarks in all those books that I haven't finished is the thing. It's I used just a to, matter of going back to uh, them. There was a time in my life when I had two bookmarks. Just two total? Just, just two total, and I was so proud of that because I would read two books at a time, and I would use two bookmarks, and it was great. That time has passed. I have... <laughs> 30 bookmarks now. Because <laughs> you've got probably a bajillion things you're reading so at once. So many books that I'm always reading. Yeah, it's um, a little overwhelming. It is, but also, like, I don't remember what books I left those two bookmarks in. They're my favorite bookmarks. I've had one of them since I was three or four years old. Uh-huh. Next time you move, you just flip through your books as you're packing them up. Yeah. And look. I'm pretty sure it's The Bone Cox by David Mitchell. You never finished it. I never finished it. I really liked it. Just school started. I feel like you had talked about you yeah. talked about that before. I think it was three years ago. <laughs> Maybe it was when you started working. It was right here. before I started working here. Yeah. Um. So I am new, a new audiobook listener. Yeah. Were you a, a listener of audiobooks previously? Like, is that um, something you did? I have listened to every David Sedaris book on audio. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've ever read David Sedaris, honestly, except for the diaries this year. Interesting. Um, I listened to Jennifer Egan's Visit from the Goon Squad. And I I think my first audiobook was pre-MP3. And it was Dan Brown's Angels and Demons abridged on CD that my grandmother lent me in, like, oh. seventh grade. Oh. That I listened to on my parents' back porch. With my, like, Walkman CD player. Aw, a CD player. Yeah. You really did audiobooks. Yeah. <laughs> you did, like, the physical yeah. audiobook. That was, like, the step between audiobook and book on tape. Yeah. It was the book on disc. I don't think I ever did any audiobooks that way. Um, like, I had um, an uncle of mine who adored the Harry Potter books. Audio. Oh, no. My first audiobook was Harry Potter yeah. 4 on cassette. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. But and I, I had already read the them. book, and I just listened to it in bed for a month. People rave about those audiobooks. I'm of two minds. I get the appeal, but he reads them differently than I read them, and he messes with my characterization. And you had already read them. Yeah. And so my uncle had never physically read them, so he loved the audiobook experience. Mm-hmm. So, but I, 
I had already read the Harry Potter books, mm-hmm. and so I was like, I don't really need to listen to those. And just listening to books never appealed to me. We've talked right. about it before. Like, I am not an auditory learner. Mm-hmm. Jordan is, and he and I, in fact, you can dig back in the archives maybe and link to it in the show notes. I think he and I did an episode about audiobooks many, many moons ago. I think you did too. Um, because he is an audiobook listener, and I have really not been. I'm a visual learner. Yeah, uh, I need to, I need the experience of, like, holding and reading a book. Yep. However, Libro FM came on the scene this yes. year. And did help, help booksellers out <laughs> uh, a lot. Helped us in terms out of getting lot. audiobooks. Getting audiobooks, and thanks to a perk through Libro FM, yep. we get advanced audio copies, right. just like we do advanced reading copies, uh-huh. which is really awesome. Really cool. And that is pretty much how I have listened to most audiobooks. The Libro FM app is really easy. Um, and it's something I've also started doing thanks to our Stitches and Stories yeah. uh, event kind of book club where we partner with Fuzzy Goat, our local yarn shop in town, and we sit and knit while we listen to about an hour's worth of an audiobook. And then we kind of talk about, did we like it? Mm-hmm. Are we going to keep listening to it? And then at the next meeting, we kind of come back and say, did you finish that one? Mm-hmm. And then we start the next one. That's cool. So I love that it's format. It's been really cool and really, I think, a fun way knitters and readers are often an overlapping group of people mm-hmm. but we couldn't figure out a way to partner and cadence right. and i really like each other we were trying to figure out how can we get our two businesses to do something fun together and that made sense so because of that this year i have started listening to audiobooks um but interestingly i pulled up my libro app the other day my libro fm app and there were like 12 books mm-hmm. i had started listening to and i didn't even remember that yeah. i had started listening to that i did the same thing recently and that never happens to me in physically reading because mm-hmm. I'm you, you and I are different in that way and so I was blown away I was like oh I didn't even remember I started the new Dennis Lehane oh, like, wow. Jordan and I listened to I that I remember that yeah. we talked about that yeah. and you never finished because no. you forgot yeah just forgot about it because we started listening to it on a trip right and then, and then Jordan and I aren't to the to, and right. we aren't together I mean we live together but like <laughs> we don't see each other very often not to listen to audiobooks I guess we should be doing that instead of watching tv maybe in the evenings would that make us super weird i don't know (laughs) so so anyway i have only finished a handful are you picturing me (laughs) sitting at home listening to dennis lane in our bathrobes we don't know bathrobes but yeah um (laughs) so there i want to know when you listen to an audiobook you mentioned david sedarius do you prefer fiction versus nonfiction? and i think this is such a such a clear distinction. Yes. Um, I can only listen to nonfiction on audiobook. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is. Like, Love Sedaris, it's short form essays, but even sometimes when you get to the longer ones, I have trouble paying attention. Yeah. I'm not an entrepreneur learner. Yeah. Um, I found Malcolm Gladwell is really good for the car. Okay. Too, for audiobook. Jordan has listened to those. Um, some of those. Like, I listened to Outliers a couple years ago and I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, and he has a very pleasant voice too. He reads all his own Which books too. Which also makes a it huge difference. It absolutely helps. Um, I listened to Carrie Fisher's book, um, right before she died. I was oh, listening I to it that. when she died. Um, not like at that moment probably, but I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I was in the middle of it when I found out about that. Um, and she reads that, which was fun and nice too, but... Do you prefer it when the author narrates? I think I do. I'm trying to think. I think I I think I do. Um, 
so recently we read in my book club Almost Sisters by Jocelyn Jackson. Yeah. I read it. You've heard me rave about it on here. Um, but my book club read it too, and they really liked it. But one of my book club members is an audiobook uh, listener, reader. I don't know how... I don't know what we say about audiobook yeah. listeners, mm-hmm. I guess. Anyway, she reads with an audiobook, and she loved um, Almost Sisters. She, she said Jocelyn Jackson is an excellent narrator. Cool. And I've heard her, like, I've, I've gone to events with her, and I have no doubt that's true mm-hmm. because she's extremely entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like, she, I don't know if she was a theater major or what in college, mm-hmm. but, like, she, it's not a surprise to me at all that she's a good audiobook narrator. But there are some authors, just like sometimes we host events here or we go to book events where the author is not, is not the best super reader. charismatic. Yeah, is not yeah. the best reader of their work. Mm-hmm. And I think that's sometimes true in audiobook format yeah. as well. Yeah, no, that's definitely true. I was listening to one, I won't name it, because um, that's weird. But like it was a memoir. In fact, I won't name it just because I can't remember the name of it. But it was a memoir about celebrity life. And the author, I this one, yeah. the author was narrating it. The premise sounded really fun, and I wanted to try an audiobook nonfiction to mm-hmm. see if I could handle that better. And I, that bless that author's heart. Like, sorry, <laughs> I could not listen to that book. And I, I can't remember the name of it. Um, I can picture the picture the cover, but it was she was not the best reader of yeah. her work. I think she was trying to be conversational. And instead, I was complete. I was like, I can't listen to this. So that was when I gave up on it. Yeah, that happens. Um, Although I did, we're talking about nonfiction and how that's more palatable to me, and I like it on audiobook. Um, And I think that's analogous to a podcast, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yes, it it is nonfiction. (laughs) Many of these nonfiction authors have podcasts. Malcolm Gladwell has a great podcast that I listen to on occasion. Um, But I've read good fiction that way too. If it was from the Goon Squad, was great on audiobook. Okay. I think partially though because every chapter is self-contained. Mm. It's linked short stories that are, like you don't have to follow. Sixteen hours of audio, you right. follow an hour at a time, which I can do. Yeah. See, that's my other thing. I'm looking through. So this is how it always is. Is the first audiobook I ever did. I remember that. I loved it. It was a ten-hour, eleven-hour uh-huh. really audiobook. But I remember as I got toward the end, and I still don't know if it's the writing or me, mm-hmm. but toward the end, there's uh, there are a couple of chapters where she and her daughter visit um, Thailand or something like that, uh-huh. and I kind of lost interest. Now, I kept listening because the book is so good. If y'all haven't read it, it's so good. Um, but I kind of lost interest, and I couldn't tell if that's because I was losing interest or because it was right. just different from the rest of the book. Um, but the whoever narrated This Is How It Always Is was excellent. Lincoln and the Bardo. Let's talk about that one because that is a, it's a difficult book to read. Yes. Just in terms of its format, its structure, like it's experimental. It's yes. gorgeous. Yeah. Um, I think for both of us, probably one of the best books we read so this good. year. Um, for sure. But that audiobook. That audiobook, I think, I don't know. I'd like to think I would have read Lincoln and the Bardo anyway, but the audiobook was what sold me on it after hearing your review, and I thought, because you physically read it, um, but I thought, well, I'll try the audiobook because it's got all these great voices. It's got Nick Offerman. It's got Lena Dunham. um, It's got Megan Mullally. It's got like a hundred people. It's got a bajillion, yeah. yeah. Um, And so I thought I would try that, and it wound up being just a delight. I felt like I was being 
performed too. Right. Like Jordan mentioned, he also listened to it, which was really fun that we kind of he listened to it on his commute and then I listened to it on my walks and together we read it and he commented that he felt like Lincoln and the Bardo could become a Broadway production mm. because he felt like it was so theatrical and the voices were so vivid and clear. Um, that audiobook is phenomenal. If I feel like some readers did not love Lincoln and the Bardo. It's a Look, it's an excellent book, but admittedly, complicated format. Absolutely. So if you're overwhelmed by that, then I think the audiobook is a good way to try that one. I think so, too. And it's short. I had no idea. Did you know it was just a seven-hour audiobook? Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. There's so much white space on every page. Yeah. Like, it's a thick book, but, like... You're right. There's not a lot of words. And there were a couple of times where I would walk to the bookshelf... And be listening to it, and when I got to the bookshelf, I would turn to that page so I could, like, visually center myself, like, try to figure out who was speaking. Um, But I loved that audiobook experience, and I think that seven-hour span is, like, perfect for me. Mm. Um, I don't know. It get a little longer, and I get a little overwhelmed. That memoir was All the Lives I Want. You can link to it in the show notes. I wish I had read it. Um, The other great fiction I read... I forgot I read some of these. So, Rabbit Cake. Yeah. I did via audio. You listened to that. Yeah. I didn't know that. I listened to it. It was such a fun audiobook experience. That's another... I don't think the author narrated it, um, and it's another seven-hour... I'm telling you, I think that's, like, my... (laughs) My sweet spot, I that's guess. My, it's my attention span. I, I get that. I mean, that's my exact drive home. Oh, yeah. A little bit, like six and a half. Um, so that's nice. I usually look for them that are yeah. about seven hours long. Yeah. Well, Rabbit Cake is an excellent audiobook. You can hear the narration of, um, of Elvis. Elvis so uh, clearly. Mm. Like, it, it's wonderful. Uh, Small Great Things by Jodi Picoult. I would never have picked up. Um, but you did it for Stitches But and I stories. did it for Stitches and Stories. Mm-hmm. And then I was obsessed, like, I thought it was such a good audiobook, um, and told by three different voices, mm-hmm. but one of the voices is Audra McDonald, <laughs> so, oh, okay. yeah. so of course I loved that one, um, and that was a longer, that was a 16-hour audiobook, so yeah, that was a that's, that's a big one. Um, nonfiction, another good one, is Big Magic. Mm. I had already read it, mm-hmm. so I didn't keep listening to it, that was another Stitches and Stories selection, but she narrates it, Elizabeth Gilbert does. And she's a great reader. Oh, and she's a yeah. great reader. Um, so probably any of hers would be a great mm-hmm. audiobook, but Big Magic in particular, again, because the chapters are so standalone, mm-hmm. you're right, like, I feel like that makes a big difference. Yeah, I think something with shorter chapters works for me better yes. on audiobook. Um, and then something that's not super and intricate, mm-hmm. which is by Lincoln the Bardo. Like I'm so fascinated by the fact that that is such a good audiobook, um, because it's an intricate story. Yes. Um, with a lot of moving parts, and I think that one really benefits from that because of its performance aspect. But every other one, where it's just one person reading, mm-hmm. might lose that. Yeah. Like, can you imagine Lincoln and the Bardo just being read no. by one voice? No. I, <laughs> it'd be I, awful. I think that'd be awful. And I also wonder if it's, for those of us who grew up lo- really loving the act of reading, mm-hmm. I make up the voices in my head. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So when you say, oh, I didn't like the Harry Potter, I didn't love the Harry Potter audiobook experience because you had already... Yeah, his voices or those characters don't sound like the voices I have for those right. characters. Right, and so I think for those of us, you know, whereas for Jordan, now he's mostly listening to nonfiction, but he does listen to right. occasional fiction. Frequently it's books that I have physically read and I want him to read, and mm-hmm. the only way he's going to do that is by audiobook. So I will tell him, but I honestly think he loves audiobooks because 
he's an auditory learner, mm-hmm. and that's how he imagines and creates in his head, whereas I have already done that in the act of reading mm-hmm. itself. So, Man, that is something I wish I could do. The audio? Auditory learning. Yes. I'm so bad Look, at it. Look, it used to drive me nuts in college, so Jordan and I took a lot of classes together, and we would sit next to each other, and I was furiously taking notes. Like, that's how I learn, is yeah. by writing down mm-hmm. things, and um, Jordan would just be sitting there, and I would get frustrated, like, hey, pay attention. attention. Like, and no, he, he like, he had was. basically memorized the lecture. Yeah. Um, just in his head. Like, I mean, he took notes. I sh- he was not, he did take notes, but he didn't have to take notes. Mm-hmm. He took them because he's Jordan Jones. <laughs> yeah, and now I'm like, okay, I need a visual cue. Yes, I need, like, it, because literally when I took tests, I would, like, mentally picture my yeah, notes. Exactly. But, yeah, exactly. Um, I have a very visual memory, um, which is probably why... I really like to visit from the Goon Squad, but I don't remember a whole lot about it. Really? Yeah. Because because that's not your best way of comprehending. Right. Yeah. And there are a couple of scenes. So I I listened to it when I was driving nonstop from Ann Arbor, Michigan to Tallahassee, Florida. Oh gosh. Um, and it's the audiobook was the exact nice distance. The time lined up the same. Um, and so there are a few scenes that I remember based on where I was in the car. Okay. Like, I remember one scene, like, I was pulling into a Wendy's for lunch or something. And, like, I remember what was happening in that scene. Yeah. Because my memory is so visual. Yeah. Um, That makes sense. Just based on sounds, I don't know. I got nothing. I also, so, like, Jordan and I, this weekend, are um, going to the mountains. I don't know how long of a drive that is. But I think it's funny that my default is, like, which podcast are we going to listen to? And I have not really thought, oh, which audiobook are we going to listen to? Um, now, when Ashley and I drove to Seba, mm-hmm. I said we both were really interested in the Enneagram, so we listened to Road, to Road Back, Back to You, you yeah. which is a good audiobook. Um, but I don't know. And you know what? I bet Ann Bogle's audiobook is probably really good. I bet it I is. think she narrates it. I'm not sure about that. I'd um, be surprised if she didn't. Yeah, but I think that's a book where mm-hmm. the chapters are completely standalone. Each one is about a different mm-hmm. personality type. The Enneagram, each chapter is about a number. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, The Road Back to You, each chapter is about an Enneagram number. Um, so I think you're right. Maybe that makes a difference, too. I'm just, I'm just fascinated by it. Like, Jordan and I are going to travel this weekend, and... We could finish Since We Fell by Dennis Lehane, mm-hmm. but I don't, like, now I'm like, would I remember yeah. as an audiobook, like, I'm right, not an auditory right. learner, would I even be able to pick up on where we left off? And I wonder, like, if you had the cues within the story, if you would yeah. be like, oh, yeah, no, I got it. Yeah, maybe oh, we'll try it maybe. to finish it. We'll see. So, yeah, that's my experience with audiobooks. I like them. I like them. I, I really... wish I liked them more, but I like them. Yes, agreed. I like them... Um, feel like I don't take full advantage of them, uh, but I also really still love the physical act of reading, and, yeah. and my commute isn't long. Right. So, um, that being said, Libro FM changed, changed Libro my life. Libro FM, super great. I love getting the free stuff, but also I love how easy it is just to get... It's so easy. Yeah. And and you're supporting independent bookstores. Mm-hmm. Um, you can buy your audiobooks through Libro FM, through we, the bookshelf. And we get a small percentage of yeah, that. Yeah, and it's a truly family run. Like, I think three people yep. run Libro I FM. I think it is three people who run <laughs> And I FM. think it's delightful. And they're so responsive to email. They're Their so customer nice. service is so good. Yeah. Um, um, I wish they were paying for this ad. Yes. They're not. <laughs> Somebody told me, that one of our um, Stitches and Stories participants emailed a Libro FM to ask, like, hey, have you considered carrying this book? Because they have a pretty good catalog, yeah. but it's not huge. Right. And they added it. Like, 
I mean, and That's I don't great. know if it was based on her email alone, but they are super responsive. They want to hear from you, and they're great for booksellers like us. So. Yeah. Um, when it the movie new movie was coming out, I looked at the audiobook because I was interested. That's a great idea. It's like seventy four hours. Do that. Yeah. That's too much of a commitment. Yeah. I think between seven and twelve. Seven is, and twelve is what I want. Is my. I'm making up seventy four, but it was a big number. Well, it's a huge book. It but was, yeah. I was about to say, oh, maybe I could listen to it. No, I'm no. not going to do that. I really <laughs> wanted to, and I was like, I'm, I, I went on Libro FM, and I was like, I'm going to get it. Yeah. It was like twenty bucks, and I was like, mm, no, nope. too long. <laughs> nope, not going to do it. So not for us this time. of sin. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. From the Front Porch is a production of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in Thomasville, Georgia. It's produced by me, Annie Jones, and Chris Jensen, and edited by Chris Jensen. If you're interested in purchasing any of the books we've talked about on this episode, you can do so at bookshelfthomasville.com forward slash shop. Or by going to Libro FM and I will have a link in the show notes. Thank you so much to Forlorn Strangers for the use of our theme music. It's called Bottom of the Barrel. It's from their album Forlorn Strangers. You can learn more at forlornstrangers.com. And if you'd like to support us on Patreon and get access to exclusive bonus content, please check us out on patreon.com slash fromthefrontporch. As of October 5th, I have figured out how to make our bonus content subscribable. Woohoo! Hooray! Um, only took a month. Um, you can also check out all the things we do on fromthefrontporchpodcast.com. We've got a almost full back catalog of our show with detailed show notes and links to further reading. This week, this week in the bookshelf... We had our annual, biannual sidewalk sale. Yes. And it was hectic and chaotic, and it brings out new customers, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also different types of customers. Uh, like, not your usual readers. Right. Which, again, I want all of those people in yes, my store. Of course. Uh, but... There were a couple of comments that I was like, oh no, you know, I don't know that these people really get what we're trying to do here. But then this older gentleman came into the bookshelf and I was straightening things and he goes, well, is this the You've Got Mail bookstore? Oh, and your heart was three sizes that day. (laughs) I said, why, yes, I think it is. I hope it is. And he was like, well... I don't know. Depends. Did you have a story time this morning? I said, we did. And I was story lady. And he said, well, good for you. And he was so proud of me. (laughs) It was delightful. F-O-X. F-O-X. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you next week.